Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, July 13th. We are already in the middle of July. And, you know, this is supposed to be the slow time in sports, right? You got As soon as you can sense the MLB All-Star game is nearly upon us, you know it's getting slow because that's when everything kind of shuts down. However... Thank goodness for the NBA, because Tuesday night we had some juice. Late breaking news, two fun stories. Donovan Mitchell, remember Woj had reported after the Rudy Gobert trade that Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz were going to build around him. Not so much anymore. Apparently Utah is listening to teams' pitches for Donovan Mitchell. We'll get to that. There is some Jimmy G scuttlebutt that's out there we're going to get to. But I think we have to open with everybody's favorite malcontent. How about that malcontent? That's an SAT vocabulary word, I think. Right, Rob? Just to open the show. Kyrie Irving, baby! Kyrie Irving, the man who doesn't stop delivering. 
I mean, I, I just got to thank Kyrie. He goes to NBA Summer League. He was out here in L.A. He's making the rounds. You know, he's probably burning some sage while he's out there uh, on the West Coast. I, I can't believe this. The New York Post had a fascinating story on Kyrie Irving late Tuesday night. Kyrie Irving wants to be a net with or without Kevin Durant. Wow, he's committed. You hear that, Brooklyn Nets, uh, the billionaire owner? You hear that, Sean Mark, Steve Nash? I know you guys are paying attention. Kyrie Irving, quotes from someone close to Kyrie Irving, right? So this is uh, Kyrie Irving. He doesn't really do interviews. But according to the New York Post, a source close to Kyrie Irving said he never asked for a trade. He has every intention of playing for Brooklyn with or without Kevin Durant. He opted in which means he had and he has every intention of playing with the Brooklyn Nets. KD decides he wants out, and now everybody is talking about trading Kyrie, right? Kyrie has not asked for a trade, according to a source close to Kyrie Irving. Now, if the Nets don't want him, that's something totally different. Kyrie has not said he wants a trade. He opted in. Kyrie opted in. You guys know what's happening here, right? This is very obvious. This is journalism 101 piecing together breadcrumbs from out there. Kyrie Irving goes on the red carpet right after he opted in. Or no, right before he opted in. And Kyrie Irving was asked if he wanted to be a Brooklyn Net. He didn't answer the question. It was, I think, the Nickelodeon red carpet, Rob. Is that what it was? It was the BET Awards. Oh, I'm sorry, BET Awards. Yes, my, my, my daughter watches the kids' award shows. And my wife, I think, had seen the clip of Kyrie Irving. Anyways... I'm out of the loop on the award show red carpet. Now that I don't work at Us Weekly anymore, that was, you know, 20 years ago. Kyrie Irving refuses to answer the question. Then he opts in. Okay? And at this point, you know, everybody says, Kyrie Irving, he's out of here. He's going to be traded. What's the market for Kyrie? Because he's only got one year left, $36 million. Is he even going to show up? The only team that made sense was the Lakers. And I think I've referenced this before, but the great movie American History X. I know you guys have seen it. Um, it's a tremendous movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. This is not a spoiler. I don't even know if you can spoil uh, movies that are over like 10 years old. But at any rate, American History X is an incredible movie I highly recommend. And the star of the movie, Edward Norton, ends up going to jail for killing a guy who is breaking into his car. And he doesn't just kill him. He like stomps his mouth. He opens a guy's mouth on the curb and then st- stomps on his head. It's pretty awesome. And grotesque as well. At any rate, he goes to jail. And the first day in jail, he has to, you know, it's outdoor prison time. And he looks around and he can see all the crews outdoors, right? You've got, you know, the Hispanic guys, the black guys, the white supremacists. You've got your groups of people in the prison yard. So Edward Norton has no idea where to go to, who to hang with, because in prison you need a crew or you're going to, it's not going to go well. He takes off his shirt and he's got all these swastikas. And, you know, the white supremacist dudes see him and signal him over. And that was his flag that he put up. Hey, this is who I am. And they said, come with us. Okay. So Edward Norton has his crew. Kyrie Irving put up a flag. I'm on the market. Who wants me? Does anybody want to trade for me? Because I didn't really want to opt in. I wanted Brooklyn to trade. I, I, I wasn't committed. I don't want to be a net. Does anybody want me? Folks. Kyrie Irving was out there for about two weeks. One team expressed interest. The Los Angeles Lakers, because they have LeBron. And everybody, including Rob G, producer to the stars, he was all for Kyrie. A lot of people were like, get Russ out of here, bring in Kyrie. 
Lakers didn't trade for him. I talked about the genie bus cryptic tweet. It's all coming full circle, guys. Yeah, I know you love this. The Lakers weren't going to trade for Kyrie Irving. According to genie bus, we're not nuking the team to bring on Kyrie because LeBron wants him. Kyrie Irving, a source close to him now says, well, I, I want to be a net. Folks, it's been about two weeks. Nobody in the league wants Kyrie Irving. 29 teams could have been calling the Nets and say, hey, hey, we'll rent Kyrie. Remember how the Raptors rented Kawhi Leonard and won a title? Well, why wouldn't someone try to rent Kyrie and win a title? Oh, because he's crazy. Yeah, that's real. That's not, that's not bashing him. The facts speak for themselves. He comes to your locker room and nukes it. It's always got to be all about Kyrie. 29 teams could have called the Nets and said, hey, we're interested. Nobody wanted to trade for him. So what does Kyrie Irving do now? He says, oh, I want to be a net. I'm going to play for them. What do you, I, I don't care if Kevin Durant leaves. I'm staying here. Rob, this is so predictable, so funny. I, Nets front office, can you imagine what they dealt with, Steve Nash, that locker room for a year? This is just a little taste of Kyrie Irving's crazy. And, and, and listen, a lot of people are crazy. I, on some level, am crazy. I know Rob has some levels of crazy. Everybody is crazy. I'm just saying, as an NBA player, as a leader, as a $36 million man, Kyrie Irving ain't the guy that I want leading my locker room. And this is kind of sad. I feel a little bit bad for him. Like, it's you got to feel a little bad. Like, nobody wants him. Now, this is a, he brought this upon himself. He's making $36 million. You can't play any violins for a guy making $36 million. That being said, nobody wanting Kyrie Irving. I am sticking with my prediction from last week. The Nets will open the season with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the basketball court. Rob? Do you still want Kyrie with the Lakers? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Now, look, everything that you said, I believe could be accurate. You know, that, that he is kind of getting a harsh reality, harsh look in the mirror as to what his value truly is in the NBA. Because, and this is well documented, I know that the last two weeks have kind of changed people's perception on this, but... It is well documented that Kyrie Irving, had he gotten the max contract extension, would still be long-term with the Brooklyn Nets. Unfortunately, that offer never came. The, uh, according to Shams, the, 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 the big offer was uh, three years, non-fully guaranteed max money. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, flash forward, once he doesn't get that deal, he you know, decides he'll opt in and fulfill his commitment to Kevin Durant. Well, now Kevin Durant asked for a trade. So is he committing to Kevin Durant or is he committing to the Brooklyn Nets? I don't know. However, well, having said all of that, oh boy, I don't believe that this report, even though I'm sure Brian Lewis, who is a very established name in the media in, uh, in New York, Similar to guys like Woj, guys like Shams, guys like uh, Adam Schefter. If you work in media as a reporter specifically, you are liable to get used by sources, to get used by teams, to get used by players, to get a certain narrative out there. So in this situation, I truly believe, because we saw early, early, early on a Tuesday, a report came out that the Los Angeles Lakers were not willing at all to include a second first-round pick for Kyrie Irving. Now, who reported that? I believe it was The Athletic. Okay. That oh, said jo that. Johan Buva. Jovan, right? Jovan, friend of the show. Jovan, sorry, yes, yes, yes. 
Flash forward to late Tuesday night. Suddenly, the New York Post or the New York Daily News is reporting Kyrie Irving wants to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. To me, this feels like what we've seen over the last 10 days or so. The Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets are negotiating through the media to make it seem that we don't really want to trade Kyrie Irving. We don't really want to give up these picks. And it's just a way for both sides to do this song and dance before ultimately the trade gets made and both sides feel like they want. That's what it feels like. So, so your guess is by Kyrie saying, oh, I'm fine being in that. I want to stay at Brooklyn. Net. The Lakers will then have to up their trade and add more pick, one or two picks. Correct. That's about, I could believe that. But it's a weird, like, why not go through Shams, who clearly has a line to the Kyrie camp? Why not go through Woj? Like, Brian Lewis, who I did, you know, I worked at a, a paper in the New York City area way back, and I know Brian Lewis. He's a little older than I am, but it's a weird guy to go through. If you, you know, he's kind of an outsider if you want to leak it. What about the guy, uh, your guy from the Daily News? What's his name, Whit- Whitfield? Uh, Christian Winfield. Yeah, where, where's he? How come he's not getting this? It's, it's. I mean, I get what you're saying, but usually the Kyrie spin comes from a certain guys. This is not one of them. Sure. Well, also, you, well, you know what's funny? I don't want to cut you off, but you know what's funny about you brought up Christian is about a month and a half ago when they were still trying to figure out if Kyrie was going to opt in or not, Christian Winfield reported that the Nets were flat out unwilling to offer Kyrie the long-term extension. About a week later, Brian Lewis reports that it's more likely they get a long-term extension done than it is that he gets traded. Now, obviously, neither of those things happened. So they both have sources, and they're both reputable guys. It's just who is playing the game, the kind of thing. Like, you know how this works. Like yeah. Information only gets out when people want it out. Right. So it seems like somebody wants it out that Kyrie wants to be in Brooklyn. The only reason I think they want that out is because they're trying to up his trade value, which had been non-existent. That, that's fair. The other interesting thing in this New York Post piece is Lewis is, uh, you know, listen, as a reporter, you got to do this sometimes. He is essentially tailing GMs and says that um, Sean Marks of the Nets spoke with Masai Ujiri and Rob Polinka and uh, at one point, Masai Ujiri and Sean Marks ducked under the stands at the Thomas and Mack Center while games are going on for a more private chat. And then back at the hotel, Sean Marks is talking to the Miami GM, Andy Ellisberg. Ellsberg, however you say it. But basically, they're tailing Sean Marks to see what he's up to. I kind of like that. I, and, and Miami's a sleeper. I do want to quickly pivot before we get to two other fun topics. Um, one other piece of float Sam out there in the NBA media, the Donovan Mitchell thing. This is where it gets interesting. DraftKings released odds for where they're more likely, uh, where uh, Donovan Mitchell is more likely to surface. The favorite is Utah. uh, Tied with Miami. New York Knicks are plus 600. Brooklyn Nets plus 800. The Lakers, which is just, I, I don't, that's kind of asinine. 1,100. Then it leaps to the Mavericks, the Cavs, the Raptors, the Sixers, the Clippers. Rob, it feels like the Knicks and Donovan Mitchell are just meant to be, right? Uh, that, that seems like a match made in heaven. The Knicks are desperate for a star. But I did wonder, with this Kevin Durant stuff circling, is there a way, because it's a complicated deal, to, the Kevin Durant trade is going to be complicated given all that they want and all Utah will want. 
I would not be shocked if there had to be like a four-team deal where like Donovan Mitchell goes to the Knicks, Kevin Durant goes to, let's just say, Phoenix, and then a boatload of picks go to Utah and and Brooklyn. Like I, I don't know how it would be structured, but obviously players have to move as well. But I, the more I think about this, the, the Donovan Mitchell is going to have to be included somehow in these Kevin Durant trades, not necessarily going to Brooklyn, but I feel like Mitchell, there's no way he's staying, right? We, we, at, right after the Gobert deal happened, we knew Donovan Mitchell's out. He's gone. There's no way he's staying for a rebuild. If you look at the depth chart for the Jazz, it's like from Major League, remember where uh, Major League was like re- rebooting the team and they went around the town and like the guys are doing construction. They look at the roster, they're like, who the bleep are these guys? Who who the hell yeah. are these guys on the opening day roster? And you look at the Jazz, and it's that bleak, Rob. I think Mitchell's gone. Uh, I, I think he's going to be gone as well. Um, the only saving grace, or I guess if you know if you're a Jazz fan as to why you think he might still be with the team this upcoming season, is that the All Star game this year is in Salt Lake City. Right. And teams have this idea where it's like if we have a representative in the All Star game in our home city, it's kind of a big deal. Um, having said that, that feels overrated, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I just, I know that that's how front offices think, you know, if they get a great offer, it's not going to matter, but that's, they'd prefer to keep him, I think at least through the, when you're, when you're marketing the game around town, you can't put, you know, Steph Curry and LeBron, you want to have your guy on there, you know? Now, now, having said all that, I think you're right. I think that I tweeted this out last night, you know, because I think. To your point, Kevin Durant and, and Donovan Mitchell are going to be linked through this whole thing, this whole offseason, no, until one of them gets traded. But I said on Twitter last night that if I'm one of these teams that's involved in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, whether it's Phoenix, Miami, whoever, I'm immediately pivoting to Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell's still young. He's an all-star. He's under team control for the next three seasons at least. And unlike any Kevin Durant deal, you're not going to have to – basically gut your entire roster to get him like to get kd you got to give up your second third fourth fifth best player plus seven picks like that that's just it's going to be really hard to field a championship team when you have to give up that much to get a guy and i think with donovan mitchell you'll see him go for a ton of draft picks but a lot less actual you know valuable players so that's what i would do if i was I, I, listen i think we both like donovan mitchell is he a top 15 player in the league no I mean, he's been all NBA, I believe, once. Like, Rob, is getting Donovan Mitchell, unless you're the Knicks, is that really a home run? I mean, I guess if you're Miami. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If you're Miami, you make him your second or third best player, then absolutely. If you keep Butler and Bam, yeah, then you got something. The Knicks would just be desperate to get him to pair him with Brunson. You're a playoff team in the East for the next five years for sure, Um, assuming Randall's kept. But otherwise, like, we've seen Mitchell as an alpha. And the ceiling is second round of the playoffs, right? Yes. Does he fall into that Bradley Beal bucket where it's like, hey, man, he could be your second best guy. There's nothing wrong with that. There's only a few number ones in the league. Mitchell, a clear number two. And, you know, it's weird. We saw Bradley Beal get all the money from Washington. We saw Damian Lillard, who I think at this juncture is a two, not a one, get a ton of money from Portland. Utah has to decide, do we want to build around Mitchell or do we just want to ship him out and start over? I, I kind of think you start over. Yeah, I think that's the smarter thing, especially with a guy like Danny Ainge. He kind of saw this story already in Boston the first time. You know, unload, Pierce, KG, Rondo, all those guys, and tank into oblivion, and then you're able to rebuild with 
Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, those kind of guys. So if you're Utah and you're absolutely not a free agent destination, your best bet is to build through the draft and and they off to a great start with the Rudy Gobert trade. I think whatever they get from Donovan Mitchell, you know, is going to set them up for the future. Not to mention once they do complete a Donovan Mitchell trade, if they do it, them and you and San Antonio to me are going to be in the driver's seat for the Victor Webb and Yama sweepstakes. Yeah, big Vic. Uh, you got to love him. I do want to add final question. Um, if you're the Nets, do you do you shoot for Donovan Mitchell? Can you? What can you do in the East with Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry? I, I think that, you have to because they're, they're a playoff team, right? The, the, the guys who are being mentioned in any potential trade, you know, Macal Bridges. We've been told uh, Scotty Barnes is off limits. You know, Tyler Hero, Donovan Mitchell is easily the best player that we've that you could theoretically get. Well, I mean, the Scotty Barnes thing's weird because again, Scotty Barnes is like 21 years old. He's got like 10 solid prime years ahead of him. KD's 34. Donovan Mitchell's like what 27? Is he even 26? Something like, like that. Like he's got a. I think he's still in his prime. I, I think I'm with you. Ultimately, I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell, even though he's a two and not a one like KD, because you're going to get him for longer. Like, injuries happen. You know, injuries happen to Kawhi last year, wasted year. But guess what? The Clippers are right back. Injury happens to Kevin Durant this year? Uh, At at 35, do we expect him to come back off a second major injury? I I don't know, man. A little depressing. All right, let's get to uh, the next big story in basketball before we get to Jimmy G. Scottie Pippen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I do want to get to a second quick NBA story. Not as juicy. And again, a little history lesson here. But everybody's favorite Robin. You know what I mean by Robin, obviously. Scottie Pippen came out. He's in Summer League. Obviously, he's now single. His wife moved on. You know, she's from oh, friends you of the Kardashians. <laughs> well, it's a summer. Scottie <laughs> Pippen's going to pool, pool parties in Vegas, hanging out with, you know, whatever he's doing. And he gives an interview. And... He's still salty about what happened with Jordan at the end, you know, where Michael Jordan puts out the last dance and basically Scottie Pippen looks like a clown. He just really took it. Scottie Pippen did not come off looking great in that. And for, I mean, how bad is this? Where Michael Jordan felt like including the Scottie Pippen, I don't want to get off the bench and play the final two seconds. Jordan wasn't even in the league at that point. Why was that in last dance, Rob? Have we covered that? Uh, we should eventually. I mean, in the of August, what, that'll be a good like topic. Jordan, come on, bro. He's settling scores 20 years later with a guy you weren't even in the league because you quit to go try to play baseball. Anyways, Michael Jordan, not Scottie Pippen's biggest fan or the vice versa. I don't know what I'm saying. Scottie Pippen, this is a tougher era to be successful in was his quote at the NBA Summer League. This is not a made up quote from some of those factories that make up quotes. This is real. And it's obviously accurate, you know. The 1980s and 90s were heavy on specialization in the NBA. You had your three-point shooter. You had your big lumbering center who went out on the block. You had your power forward who was very limited offensively but was hella good at rebounding and setting screens. Think like Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, P.J. Tucker, that kind of guy. You had your traditional point guard. You had your shooting guard who was very limited but he could shoot. 
And like, it was a specialization league at that point. The few guys who could do a ton of stuff were immensely valuable. Look at now. Look at how deep the league is. You have to be able to do everything. If you can't handle and shoot, I mean, you're one of these rare specialization guys, a guy like a Herb Jones uh, for, for the Pelicans. Great defender, but guess what? All he's doing is working on his three, and then against the Suns, he kind of shot good from three. You know, some of these guys that the Pelicans have, Trey Murphy come in. You're like, holy cow, 6'9". You go back 25 years, Trey Murphy is a power forward on the block, setting screens and rebounding. Now, he's a 3 and D guy. Like, the league is way tougher. And we've been over this a million times. You know where I stand on that. A lot of people disagree. Oh, the 90s was amazing and the 80s was best ever. It is so much tougher now. Hell, look at three of the top five players in the league. Luka Doncic, Giannis, Jokic. They're foreign players, international. Go find me how many international players cracked the top 10 in the 80s and 90s. Top 10. Not top five. Top 10. It's not even close. It is way tougher to be successful in this current era, Rob. And I know you'd agree with me. This is not going to be like the last convo where we just disagree the whole time. No, this is one where we wholeheartedly agree with each other. And this is something that you and I have talked about off air as well. It's There's been this narrative put out by guys specifically who played in the 90s and 2000s. B.J. Armstrong. Yeah. (laughs) Who was the guy who came on recently? Eric Eric Snow. Snow. Yes who maintained that that was the epitome of basketball, that it was physical, it was grimy, you could punch a guy in the throat and you'd get two free throws, and you know that, that was basketball at its finest. Not, and, th- and then, I mean, I don't want to say things off, you know, on the air that were told to us off the air, but there's been guys who have said that you know, Steph Curry couldn't play in that era, that... Uh, was it Charles Oakley would dominate in today's NBA because he could shoot more than people give him credit for? And it's like, okay, I think, I think we've kind of jumped the shark a little bit. And then you have other guys like Scottie Pippen, like Steve Kerr has said this. Uh, you know, I think Richard Jefferson's very public about it. Today's NBA players, say what you want about the style of play, the layups and threes and that kind of stuff, no mid-range game. Their skill level, however, is better than anything we've ever seen. Guys can do more things now than they could ever before. The, the, the depth that you talked about, you know, you mentioned earlier about how in today's, uh, this upcoming season, the Western Conference might have, you know, 10 teams that have legitimate playoff expectations and five or six of them in the West who think they can probably win a championship. And that didn't exist back in the 90s and the 80s and the early 2000s. Today's NBA players, to your point, you have to be able to dribble a little bit. You absolutely have to be able to shoot. And if you can't shoot, then you better be elite. And I'm not talking about just you got to be okay. You have to be an elite defender, an elite shot blocker, an elite screener, whatever. Like You have to do something at an absurd level to be able to be on the floor if you can't shoot in today's NBA. And I'm just going to go back to 2010, which isn't even that... This isn't even the Pippen era that he's talking about, all right? 2010 NBA Finals, Lakers-Celtics. I know I'm a Laker fan, so I you know, probably uh, glorify this championship more than it deserves, to be quite honest with you. But if you just look at some of the guys who got real minutes in these finals, okay? Shannon Brown, big fan of Shannon Brown. He was Why? a 6'2 point guard who could not shoot. 
but he could jump out of the gym. Luke Walton was getting minutes. Luke Walton, as soon as he got his contract from the Lakers, was basically known as Luke Walton's contract because he couldn't do anything. He was unathletic, couldn't score. He was a good passer. That's about it. Josh Powell, who I don't know how he was in the NBA for a handful of seasons, was a key member of the Lakers championship rotation. At wait, Power wait, jo- Josh Power, uh, Powell, the former Stanford wing? No, Josh Powell from NC State was a power forward. I don't he uh, got into the NBA in two, uh, 2005 when he was 23 and had like an eight, nine-year NBA career, something like that. Okay. And he was a key contributor on that Lakers roster. If you watch, and I don't even think this last NBA Finals was all that great, considering you know the, most of the games were not that close. Mm-hmm. Do any of those guys get any minutes in this last NBA Finals we saw with the Warriors and the Celtics? Ooh. I probably the, Celtic, the Celtics. The Celtics had to play six guys in games five and six because the depth. They could, Peyton Pritchard could not play because he was getting hunted defensively. You know, a Derek mm-hmm. White. He could play defense, but he could not shoot at all towards the end of that series, and they were playing four on five. Draymond Green, we, we, well documented. He's been a, a, a very marginable offensive player at best this past season in these playoffs, but he could defend at a super high level. And it's like you have to be able to do more than one thing in today's NBA if you're going to be successful. And I think Scottie Pippen hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, Pippen would actually be immensely valuable right now because he could shoot, play, defend the opponent's best player. You know, like uh, he he could be like an Andrew Wiggins, Jalen Brown, that type guy in today's NBA. And it's weird. I mean, I know we mentioned him earlier, but just off the top of your head, Rob, Jordan Poole. You look back at some of these late, uh, some of these early 90s all NBA teams, and it's like, you know, Mitch Richmond was a smooth, good player, right? Reggie Miller was a good player. I just watched Jordan Poole, and I think the sky, this guy is, honestly, I know he can't defend anybody, but it's not like Reggie Miller could defend. I just look at that, I'm like, Jordan Poole? Like, it, over under 1.5 all-NBA teams for Jordan Poole in his career. Oh, now? Projecting forward. He's like 22. Uh, over. I would, I would agree. I'm just telling you, this guy, he played, he played like two months, put up 30 points a game. He's just an electric scoring machine. Now, obviously, being healthy and, and all that matters, but we're talking about 6'4", can handle, can finish at the rim. He's 23 years old. He was a first-round pick. I mean, this guy was in the G League a year ago. Now he's an NBA champ, and he's looking at getting paid. I just think the NBA is so much deeper now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I wanted to quickly pivot uh, with the podcast here. Jeez, we did 30 minutes. On the NBA, just like that, like it was nothing. Um, I want to do do NFL, and no, we're not talking about the Nikhil Harry trade. Patriots dumping another one of their bust first-round picks. And at some point, we might have to bring on like an Albert Breer or someone from the Boston area to just put a clown suit on Belichick for all his bad draft picks. My gosh, Nikhil Harry, what a whiff. Unbelievably bad pick. They shipped him out of town. But that's not the topic. The topic is a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Garoppolo, who I like a lot. I think I'm higher on Jimmy G than a lot of people. 
And it sounds like he's going to start throwing. Remember, he had the surgery after the season later this month. And I said on Cowherd Show last week that the Pittsburgh Steelers made the most sense to me, right? They drafted a quarterback. They got a great defense. They don't love Trubisky. And somebody smart reached out to me a couple days later and was like, Jay, you really want a team to look at? There's somebody in the NFL. Take a look. Cleveland Browns. They ship Baker out of town. Jacoby Brissett is their guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is making about $20 million. The Niners are not going to make him the most expensive backup in the league. That's what he would be, the most expensive in backup quarterback in NFL history, apparently. They're not going to cut him. The Cleveland Browns, remember how they structured Watson's deal because they knew the suspension was coming. He's making peanuts this year, so when the NFL suspends him and takes his paychecks, they're taking peanuts. Kind of dirty move, but smart. Uh, really? I mean, you got to applaud both sides on that one. The Browns have $48 million in cap space. If they believe they have a Super Bowl contender, and I got to be honest, Rob, you look at that depth chart, it's really strong. The Browns have a very good team, and the quarterback upgrade to Watson is huge, but you're not making no Super Bowl if you have to, don't have to Watson for eight games. So what if they rented Jimmy G, the Cleveland Browns, for the first eight games? You, you take him on, pay his salary. You know Jimmy G's a winner. His, I don't have the record in front of me what he is with Shanahan. Uh, I'm sorry, not with Shanahan, with the 49ers. But Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers has been a winner. That's all he does. He just comes through. And I know the defense has been good, and they had Debo Samuel, blah, blah, blah. Guys, I get that. I am, a, like I said, I'm a Jimmy G guy. I look at that Cleveland Browns team with Garoppolo under center for the first eight games, and I think, well, are they the best team in the division? I certainly think with Jimmy G and Watson, they're better than the Bengals. The Bengals, by the way, I've been breaking down the schedules because I get nerdy in the offseason to get ready for gambling in the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals have maybe the toughest second-half schedule in the league. They will crater. They might start good, but they will crater. Cleveland, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper on the outside, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is okay. And Joku is, your, is a good tight end. The offensive line is top six in the league. The defense led by Garrett and Clowney. The secondary is awesome. They were good last year. The problem was at quarterback. I'm just saying there's a case if the Browns add Jimmy Garoppolo to the mix and they don't have Watson for eight or ten games and Jimmy G can get you seven and three. Even if you want to go six and four. Jacoby Brissett is not going six and four. If Jimmy G can get you seven and three, maybe eight and two, and then you bring in Deshaun Watson, there at that point I don't think there's a controversy. Watson is clearly superior, but look at the early schedule: Carolina, Jets, Steelers, Falcons. Folks, Jimmy Garoppolo can feast on those teams. There's a good chance they go four and zero to start the season. Then it gets tougher. Jacoby Brissett is not beating the Chargers. Belichick will dominate him the Ravens, and then the Bengals heading into the bye week. And then you get, you know, maybe Watson for the final eight games. Rob, I think it's a slam dunk given the Browns have $48 million in cap space. Jimmy G is expensive. There's really nobody else out there. I think this is a win-win for both sides. You make some very salient points. Even if I'm not the biggest Jimmy G fan, I think everything that you said is accurate. My only pushback, though, would be I don't, given what they already had to give up to get Deshaun Watson in the first place, I don't think it would be a good business decision for the Cleveland Browns to trade anything 
for another quarterback that's only going to be there in this scenario, you know, what, eight games, ten games? I think that even though Jimmy G would be a huge upgrade over Brissett, and I think that, to your point, he can absolutely win them games. Once you're pot committed like that with Deshaun Watson and all these deal and, and, and what they give up to get him, and now we're hearing reports that, uh, you know, the decision is going to come by in the next week or so, week and a half, that one side's even suggesting zero games. So that tells me oh, that the whole – I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. But one side saying zero, one side is saying indefinite. To your point, that sounds like six or eight might be the sweet spot. And if Cleveland gets just six or eight games from Deshaun Watson, I think that Jacoby Brissett can keep you around 500. And that still should be enough for Cleveland to be a playoff contender in the second half of the season with Deshaun Watson. Interesting. We know the division's tough. Ravens are going to be very good. We talked about Lamar Jackson earlier on the pod this week. Bengals will be good, but I don't think they will be as super as they were last year. And... I, I don't know what to make of the Steelers, given they have no quarterback. I don't trust Trubisky at all. I wouldn't trust him to pick up my mail if I were on vacation. Uh, I do, do love that defense, but ultimately Trubisky's got to make some plays, and he will not deliver for you. So I, 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 if I'm Cleveland, I go out and get Jimmy G. I think the Browns kind of, they become one of those top four teams in the AFC. And Rob, I don't, I, listen, your Raiders are not going to make the, the top four in my list. Kansas City, obviously there. Buffalo clearly there. I love the Chargers. You know that. I like Denver. AFC's just loaded. If you're Cleveland, I think you got to make a move for it. At any rate, um, that'll be fun to watch. NFL's starting to get on the mind. I'm, I'm going team by team, doing a lot of stuff for Fox Sports. Enjoy me on The Herd later today. I'll see you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.